All right, welcome back to Qualified Dropouts episode 18. If you didn't know who we are, my name's Asher. This is Ian. I and we it was have 17. No, it's 18. I just checked. Oh, wow. Yeah, 18. Almost 20. Damn, getting close. Getting close. Damn. But uh, my name's Ian. This is Asher. We have a special guest, what? Jason Lewis. You what? just said my name's Ian. This is Asher. Yeah. <laughs> what? We're s- opposite day. That's <laughs> 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 no, why you I know. I was like, I was like, wait, what? But we have Jason Lewis on with us. I just totally blanked. Yeah. Um, so, so, so we've <laughs> been friends for a little bit over a year now. Um, we kind of, well, Jason's been in the entrepreneurship space for a little bit longer. Um, I would say you were like maybe 14 to 15 months ahead of us. So we've learned a yeah, lot from about, you. About, yeah. yeah. But let's, let's go ahead and tackle just the, the basic shit about Jason. So tell a little bit about your story and then we'll dive deep into it. Yeah. So, uh, Going back to college, I graduated Penn State in 2016, uh, immediately accepted a job at J.P. Morgan, where I spent the next three years of my time just hating my life working in the corporate world. Um, Moved out to Colorado back at the end of 2019 after quitting my job, became a snowboard instructor, which was dope. Had a lot of fun doing that for three months until COVID hit. Lost my job during COVID when the mountains shut down, and that's kind of when I turned to coaching. So, started I didn't doing. Know that. I didn't yeah. know you lost your job. Yeah, yeah I didn't I, know that either. When when COVID hit, all of the mountains in Colorado shut down, and my job obviously went with it because I was a snowboard instructor. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but luckily enough, during that period of time, uh, beginning of 2020, January and February, I was studying for my personal training cert, kind of going back to my roots because I was a personal trainer at Penn State, and. Uh, Decided to kind of go back into that. Was going to work in a commercial gym. Obviously, COVID yeah. had a different, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, different path. And uh, yeah, kind of jumped into in-person coaching. Was training people in my backyard during COVID, trying to just keep people fit, keep people sane, and uh, yeah, make sure that everyone stayed happy and whatever. So did that for a couple of months, and then did my took my first business course um, starting in July of 2020, and by. October of 2020, I was 100% fully online. I stopped in-person coaching and turned to the online space. So it's been just about two years. Yeah, like just hit the two-year mark basically Mm -hmm. this month. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. If you want to talk a little bit closer into the mic, whatever you speak. um, But um, no, I did not know you got laid off uh, from your job during COVID. Wow. Yeah. Was that like weird? Because I got laid off doing personal training as well when COVID hit. And like it was just weird because it's like, hey, we're we're shutting down and you're laid off. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it was definitely strange. Um, you know, that was my only stream of income at the time. I was just like being a snowboard bum in Colorado, just mm-hmm. doing that whole thing. And yeah. then all of a sudden, the very little money that I was making as a snowboard instructor disappeared. And I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't really know what to do at this point. So that's. So what did you do throughout COVID? Like, did you do like side gigs? Did you, cause I know also you probably got paid, uh, you probably got paid the, um, unemployment. Yeah. Unemployment, which was like, honestly crazy. I was making more unemployment than I did at my full-time job. I was making so much more money through unemployment than I was as a snowboard instructor because they used my 2019 tax returns, which is when I was making almost a hundred thousand dollars at JP Morgan. So I got the maximum oh tax. I got the maximum unemployment rate. Um, I was making like seven fifteen a month through unemployment plus the extra like 600 
per bucks week. a week. Yeah, so like I, was, I mean, yeah, mine week. mine was nine seventy five a week. Yeah, <laughs> I was wow. maxed. I, oh no, bro. It, was, it was per week. So I was making yeah. uh, like thirteen. Yeah, you were making more. Week. Like, I was making over five grand a month during wow. the first Dude. couple of months of COVID. And like it, honestly, it was crazy because um, I couldn't get through to unemployment. New Jersey unemployment was one of the worst states for unemployment. Mm-hmm. It took me five months to collect unemployment. Really? So when wow. COVID hit in March, the first time that I saw any money from unemployment was at the very end of July, 2020. Holy crap. So I literally went about four to five months without making a single dollar from anything and basically ran through my savings that I thankfully saved up enough yeah. money at JP yeah. Morgan where I was able to kind of have that little nest egg there. But once I ran through that, I was like, this is it. I'm going to have to, I don't know what I'm going to do. I might have to take out a loan to pay oh, rent man. and everything. Yeah. And then all of it hit. It was back paid at the same time. So it was like four months worth of cash that came through and mm-hmm. um, unemployment sent me a check for like $23,000. And I was like, all right, let's yeah, go. We're, we're back that. in it. Let's go. In, <laughs> yeah, <was> no. big. <laughs> it took me like a month to get mine. Florida was pretty good. Like you get money, you get money. Yeah, like, uh, New Jersey it was, so easy New Jersey was awful. It. it was so bad. It, that's wow. crazy. Yeah, I, I really. It's kind of funny that you said that you had like a savings for like a couple months that you got to the end and then like everything happened. It's weird because I feel like that happens to a lot of people. Like me especially. Like sometimes people feel like they're just like shit out. Like they lose everything and they have just enough to survive for mm-hmm. so long. And then at the end of it or like in the middle of it, like something crazy and miraculous like happens. And that's like how my like entrepreneurship journey happened. Like I just quit and I was like, I got to do something. And then I had like savings just for a certain amount of time. And I had no idea how I was going to make money. And then you just start making money. Yeah. And it's like that pressure I think of like, like getting applied to your life that you be start becoming very resourceful and also just like learning how to either find a new way to make money that you don't have to depend on anybody else or you, some job opportunity opens up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's kind of funny you said that. Cause it's like, yeah, I bet you were stressed out of your mind. Oh, I had literally no idea what I was going to do. Like not only was I dipping into my savings for three months of being unemployed in 2019 after I quit my job, then I moved to Colorado, had to pay a ton of money out of pocket. So like I had enough money saved up that I was like, all right, it's, it's fine if I go nine months ish without making enough money or any money really. Mm -hmm. And as a snowboard instructor, I was making like $13 an hour plus tips. Like I wasn't getting paid shit. (laughs) shit. So I went from making a hundred thousand dollars in 2019, the beginning part of the year to making $13 an hour. And I was like, this is not sustainable. Like I'm, I'm fucked if this keeps going on. So, um, yeah, basically ran my savings, my savings account, at least almost completely dry by July of 2020. So, mm. uh, so obviously we aren't a big fan of college. Obviously we dropped out, yeah. but you went through with it. I did. I'm curious to hear more about like, what made you want to go to college? Why did you pick your degree? And then why are you not also utilizing your degree anymore? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I talk about this a lot. I feel like, um, I decided to go to college because that for me, at least that was the only option. Like I never even thought about not going to college. Like my parents went to college, everyone in my family went to college. And so it was never even a conversation of like, what if I don't go to school? It was just like, what school am I gonna go to sort of thing? So it was never really an option to not go. Um, My parents basically laid that out for me from a very young age of like, you have to go to school, you know, parents' generation is definitely a lot different, Um, especially, you know, learning from our grandparents, which they all went to school. It was an absolute must. You couldn't not go to school when you're in the, Mm -hmm. you know, 1920s, 30s, 40s, whatever. 
so I did go to Penn State, like I said, and uh, I picked my degree by accident. Um, I went in. Okay. It sounds pretty normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went into Penn State as an engineering major. I was really interested in engineering when I was in high school and middle school. My grandfather was an engineer, and I find building things to be incredibly just interesting to me. Like I mm -hmm. love working with my hands. I love building things. I kind of love being in like a wood shop type deal. So in my mind as a young kid, I was like, I want to build bridges one day. I want to build infrastructure. Like I, yeah. that's the path I wanted to take. And then I had a very rude wake up call when I got to Penn state and failed three out of my first four exams. Um, oh, and found out very quickly that I was not going to be an engineer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I switched to undecided for two semesters, I, I dropped out of engineering, switched undecided. Um, and then at the end of my sophomore year, I had to decide a major, declare a major, I should say. And uh, I forgot to switch the option, like my preference within the online portal that we had. Yeah. So I knew it was going to go into business. All of my buddies that were in my fraternity were business majors. Their workload was insane. They didn't do anything. Like it seemed like it was the easiest thing to do. And so I was like, that sounds cool. Like we had answers to a lot of the, the quizzes and homeworks and tests. And so I was like, cool, that sounds fine. Like, honestly, I just decided to take the easy way out. And I also figured that from some perspective, like you can use a business degree to do so much more than just mm -hmm. business. Like, Mm -hmm. Whatever. So I ended up deciding on management information systems, MIS, completely on accident because I forgot to switch my preference from MIS to accounting. And so I remember being on spring break sophomore year and coming back to school from that spring break and got an email from my advisor that I was accepted into the MIS program. And I literally went into her office the next day and was like, what is MIS? <laughs> she looked at me and was like, what do you mean? I was like, I've never even heard of that. I have no idea what MIS is. Can you explain that to me? And she was like, this is bad. <laughs> Damn. So, so that happened. And, and I asked, you know, I requested a transfer. I requested to get into accounting. And she was like, well, you have to go through the acceptance and request process, which takes a full semester, which I think is bullshit. But anyway, Fuck. took a full semester. So she was like, you can take these it. business courses, your money. but you're going to have to take business courses for MIS for this semester. And then you can switch in the spring to accounting. I'm like, all right, like I'll try it. I'll try my hand at it. See what happens. Tried it for a semester and was like, it's interesting enough. Like I could learn about this stuff. I don't what know if I'll MIS? use it. It's essentially, um, so every company has infrastructure, right? Mm -hmm. And like, all of the backend data and like sifting through data, you essentially build um, systems that allow you to do your work. So like the building Excel, that's an MIS team that built gotcha. Excel, like building those types of systems and gotcha. processes that companies use. That's essentially just what input MIS data is. makes it everything organized and just yeah, amazing. Exactly. Gotcha. So it's in, in a nutshell, MIS is basically it yeah. and coding and looking through data, sifting mm -hmm. through data and numbers. And I was just like, I have no desire to code at all. So I decided to get a job at JP Morgan working in finance instead of IT because I was just like, IT yeah. does not excite me or interest yeah. me in the slightest bit. So that's hmm. kind of how that happened. So what? So why are you not using your degree anymore? And do you think you ever will again? Um, no, I definitely don't <laughs> ever see myself using my degree. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I use my degree in some ways. Like I learned how to use Excel, you know, my degree is really helpful in the fact that 
going to college helped me figure out how to be a more personable, more personal type of person where like building those connections, like I would never give up going to school for me personally because of the people that I met and like everything that I went through, the experience that I had at Penn State. When it comes to my degree though, it's it's obsolete at this point. I'm never going to use it again. I've run an online business, which I am successful in at this point mm-hmm. and only going to continue yeah. to see more success with it. So I don't see a reason to go back to a nine to five after spending the last two years starting to build a successful online business. So Mm. that's kind of where I'm at now. I did kind of contemplate going back to get my master's in accounting um, in 2016 and 2017, right after school, decided to take a year or two off and then figure out if I was going to actually dive into finance full time for the long term. And I'm like, I'm very glad that I did that because I would have gone back to school and spent sixty thousand dollars to get my master's and then i still wouldn't be using it and i'd be 60 grand in debt so i'm really happy that i took that year or two to figure out what i wanted to do to some degree before going back for another degree yeah Yeah. do you have a question i've been asking a bunch so yeah i i actually got a question because i didn't know you were in a fraternity either so what frat were you in i was in sigma chi sigma chi okay so this is a question i have for everyone that's in fraternity do you think that the quote unquote networking you get in a fraternity is actually networking? Um, yes and no. I think that a lot of times it's built up to be this really big thing of you're going to meet all these important people yeah. and this and that. And like to that extent, I wouldn't say that it was networking with really incredible and, you know, six. Yeah, okay. I've met a lot of successful people through that, but like I don't really talk to a lot of those people. But at the same time, my absolute best friends that I have, like my day ones, the people that I can call if anything goes wrong, or people that I'm planning Mm -hmm. trips with, are all of my fraternity brothers. Like just was with all of them last weekend, went to my best friend's wedding, and like I've been in four of their weddings so far in the last couple of years, and like Mm -hmm. They're my absolute best friend. So like networking in that sense, absolutely. Like yeah. those are my lifelong homies. We're going to mm-hmm. go to the grave together yeah. <laughs> sort yeah. of thing. So. Because that that's one thing that a lot of m- our audience is like 16 to like mm-hmm. 22-ish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, they're like and, cusp of like either going to college, thinking they have to or like whatever. Yeah. And, and a lot of the times they ask me like, yo, do you think it's wise for me to join a fraternity? And I'm like, I mean, if you want my honest opinion, no, because I don't think that's the greatest networking opportunity for you. But also, I'm just really anti-college to begin with. So I kind of want to get your perspective on it. Yeah. So for me, I honestly think I would have had a much worse time at school if I was not in a fraternity. Yeah. Um, I also didn't go to school with the mindset of like, I'm going to make a million dollars by the time I'm 25. Yeah. I went to school with the mindset of, I want to fucking party. Yeah. <laughs> and so I need That's to join a fraternity. fraternity. Yeah. Honestly. I was like, I need, I need to join a fraternity because yeah. like I need to meet people. I went to Penn state and knew two kids from my high school. That mm-hmm. was it. I was starting over from square one. I didn't know a single soul there. And like the two people from my high school, I wasn't really that close with to begin yeah. with. So I was yeah. like, I'm not going to hang out with them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I got to meet people. My sister was in a sorority. Gotcha. My best friend from high school who was a year older than me was in a fraternity gotcha. at Delaware. And he was like, you have to join. It's what you have to do. You're going to be a loser if not. And yeah. I was like, cool, done. That was it. So like, <laughs> yeah. I never even thought twice about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, 
And again, like it really depends on what your goals in life exactly. are. Like yeah, 100%. not everyone needs to be in a fraternity. Mm-hmm. It's not 100% necessary, especially depending on the school that you go to, right? Like I know Greek life at a lot of schools, especially in the last couple of years is really starting to go away. It's really mm-hmm. starting to die down. It's not nearly as important as it was, at least for me and my perspective mm-hmm. when I was at school, because fraternities in Greek life were still a huge part of Penn State at the time. But as time has gone on and, you know, different things have come out over the last couple of years, you know, people dying in fraternities, whatever it might be, like Greek life is not as big as it used to be. So I don't think it's an absolute necessity. But again, for me personally, in my experience, I'm so glad that I ended up yeah. joining a fraternity. At I think Penn it'll State. surround you by maybe some like-minded people, but it get, gets you accepted into a group and then you can select friends from there. Mm-hmm. Like right, where you don't exactly. go to college and you're just like, you have to try to talk to people in your class and then you have no socializing activity right. to even like talk to somebody. Yeah. So I think if you're going to college, that could be a good start, but it also yeah. has to align with your morals because some of the fraternities are yeah crazy. Oh, we did a lot of really questionable shit. Yeah. <laughs> like like yeah. if that's not you, don't go to a fraternity because yeah, you will probably the, do things you never thought you ever would. Yeah, do. again, 100%. And, yeah, and this is mainly targeting the people that want to get rich when they're young. Like th- that's not really like the networking that you need to... Get rich. Yeah, right. that, that's not the networking you get rich from. Unless you're joining a business fraternity, right? Yeah. So Penn State business has three yeah. specific business fraternities that it's co-ed, so there's guys yeah. and girls there. Yeah. I know a couple of people that were in those fraternities, mm-hmm. and all of them that I know at this age were, you know, 27, 28, are all making upwards of half a million dollars a year yeah. and we're 28 years old. So like, I was going to yeah. join one when I was in those yeah. from a marketing standpoint, from a networking standpoint, those are, those are worth it. If that's yeah. what you want to do, if you yeah. want to make a shitload of money at a very young age, yeah. a business fraternity could be an 100%. absolute move. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I was, my mom wanted me to join one. My mom was like, you should cut down your hours and work more hours so you can pay for one. Um, because she wasn't going to pay for it. Yeah. And I was actually thinking about it because I'm like, fuck, if I did this, I could probably get rich quicker. Yeah. yeah. But then I just dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. But so, let's... Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So talking to maybe people, if you were to like tell somebody now, like should they or should they not go to college, do you think it's worth it? Um, and like what's your take on college? If you were to redo like your life, like would you even go back if you knew what you were going to be doing? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So again, I, I really think that it does depend on the individual and kind of what their long-term goals are, right? For me, if I could do it all again, I would also choose, I would choose to go back to college. Mm-hmm. I would choose to go back to Penn State. I really wouldn't have done anything differently, but that's because everything that I did led me to exactly where I'm at right now. So it's hard to say I would mm-hmm. go back and do it all different because I'm incredibly happy with where I'm at in life yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. If you asked me this question four years ago when I was still at JP Morgan, I might've given you a much different answer, but yeah. like it all led me to this exact point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my degree wasn't worth the money that my parents spent for it. I mean, my parents put me through college and I'm incredibly grateful that they did. If I had to pay for myself to go to school, I probably would not have gone to Penn State. I would have gone to community college for like two years. I would have gotten good enough grades where I could get a scholarship to go to school. And then I probably would have gone to Penn State or University of Delaware, something like that. But again, that was just like, the trajectory that I was on when I was Mm -hmm. 17, 18 years old was like, I need to work hard to get into a good school because Mm -hmm. I mean, I could not have any foresight that I was going to be an online personal trainer 10 years ago when I was 18, like choosing what school I wanted to go to. And times have changed. And times have changed, right? Like social media media was nowhere near as big 
10 years ago as it is today. Like yeah. people just were not doing what we're currently doing 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. It just wasn't in the cards. It wasn't even an option. I don't know a single person that was doing that. So like now growing up with everything that we have access to social media, being able to stay in touch with people mm -hmm. from all over the world, learn from these incredible minds. I think it makes a big difference because if you ask me right now, if I would go back to school, I mean, maybe not, right? Because mm -hmm. If I was 18 years old deciding, am I going to take $200,000 out in debt to get a degree that I might not use? Or do I want to start working now, building a personal brand, marketing myself, and actually diving into the world of business from a younger age? Chances are I might have done that. So, mm -hmm. like, yeah. it really, it's I think a tough the times, thing to answer, it definitely, you know? Yeah, the times definitely uh, come into play. I think it was... Without a doubt. Like, back in the day, we grew up on, like, going to college because it was, like, oil was like a big money maker, right? You had to go to college, learn how to do that. And that's like the, that was like the money maker was like getting into oil or getting into like engineering or whatever it is, like some like fancy That's why I wanted job. to do engineering. <laughs> and that's because it's like, you look at successful people, those who like, that's who they were. But now like the new like oil mine or whatever it is, it's like attention. Like who can, like how many people can you grab their attention? Yeah. And if you can do that, like you can become very, very successful. And I think now social media just allows you to grab people's attention for free. 100%. Like marketing, 100%. you don't need to pay ad, pay for ads. Like all these platforms can have you reach out to millions of people in a matter of seconds that like there is no other ad agency that can actually do that. Like without yeah. paying And you don't need to spend $200,000 to learn yeah. that. <laughs> so whenever your parents are going to put you through school, did you ever have a doubt in your mind? Like, oh, I don't want to go to school, but you were too scared to tell them. Not really. Or you're probably like, yeah, I'll just go to school. I, I mean, again, like I didn't really know anything different. Um, everyone that I knew went to school. All of my family, my aunts, uncles, cousins, big sister, everyone just went to college. That's just what mm -hmm. we did. Um, and so it never even really crossed my mind to not go to college. Yeah, um, that's fair. And again, like just growing up in a household mm -hmm. where it was basically a set mandatory, like, path that you have to go to college. I was like, Oh, okay, that's fine. Like I want to go to college anyway. That sounds like a great time. So I me, think it was very, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say to me, like it wasn't just about going to school to get a degree. It was going to school, meeting new people kind of to some extent starting a brand new life. Like I said, I yeah, went to yeah. school where I didn't know a single person mm -hmm. and all of the bullshit that I went through in high school. I was like, that's exactly what I need right now. I need to start over with a mm -hmm. brand new group of people that I don't know yeah. anyone at all. No one knows me. No one knows the shit that's gone on the last couple of years. Like yeah. I need to get out of this small town in New Jersey and go somewhere else where I'm just a regular guy. And like, that was kind of how me and Ian felt moving here. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, we just need to completely start fresh. Yeah. We don't want to I mean, know anybody. That's, that's we how don't I felt wanna... when I moved to Denver, too. Yeah. I knew my two roommates, my now girlfriend, my cousin, and one other friend from, from college. And that was it. And, like, yeah, now I have a huge community of people around me. And it's amazing. But, like, it was also scary as hell moving across the country and knowing yeah. five people in the whole state. Like, mm -hmm. first time, like, really moving away from home. You I'm know? not going to yeah. lie. I kind of, like... I loved it. I was like super excited for it. I couldn't oh, wait. I could My dad's not like, be more hyped. <laughs> like it was just like I was I don't think I was scared at all to make the move. I was just like, I'll just go out and do whatever. Like I don't really care. Like yeah. I was just like dude, we were at a point where we were like, dude, fucking run it. Yeah. Okay. Like what's <laughs> we're like, what's the word? They're like, what happens if you go homeless or it's like I'm not gonna go homeless. One, there's jobs everywhere if I really, yeah. really need yeah. money. Like you can get a job. Like yeah, the there's a recession. There's always ways to make But money. I tell you what, I still see Fast food restaurants have a five hundred to a thousand dollar sign on bonus yeah. just to work for them. And it's like, yeah, it may not, may not be the job you want, but you got to make money somehow. So, right. you can always make money if you look for it. Jobs are always going to be there, to be honest. Um, but 
Yeah, I was like super excited. I was just like, yeah, like I'm just ready. I don't. Oh, I, I just I, had. I don't know. I was just done with where I was at. Yeah, I I was so over living in the Northeast. I was living in Hoboken before I moved to Denver, and I loved Hoboken. It was a great experience. I got to go into the city a bunch. I had so many friends New in York, the city. Right? Yeah, yeah, right outside of New York, and just had so many friends from Penn State. Like New York is the Penn State hub. There's mm-hmm. everyone's there, and so I was like, this is it. Like all my friends are here. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna get to see each other all the time, and it was fun, but. It's just the same exact thing on repeat every weekend, every month, every mm. year. And I was just like, I got to get out of this this cycle. It was really unhealthy. Yeah. I was just drinking a crazy amount. I was doing some other things that I shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> and it was just, it was not a healthy situation, not yeah. only from a physical perspective, but from a, a, a mindset and mental health perspective, I was never lower than when I was living in Hoboken. So Great place, a lot of fun. I was not cut out for that life personally. A lot of people are. I still have friends that are in the city. It's great to go visit them. It's great to be there and have fun for you know a weekend or a week. But I personally just could never live in New York ever again mm-hmm. or outside of New York. You had a question earlier. All right, so now we're going to dive into just the entrepreneurship journey. So first I wanted to ask um, the first year, because usually the first year is always the hardest. Um, so I wanted to ask you first, what do you think was harder for you? The first thousand dollars or the first, you know, once you've made that thousand to get to your first 5,000? Um, honestly, I made my first $5,000 in my first you just made in the six, first go around. six weeks of coaching. Yeah. Like it, it just, gotcha. it came pretty quick and like, I was essentially coached on how to sell high ticket offers from the start. So like my first month essentially of online coaching, I think I signed four or five clients and like I hit $7,500 in my first actual full-time month of online coaching. So, but then after that, making 20 grand was really tough. I really struggled to sign more than those first five clients for the first like three or four months. Um, yeah, that was what I wanted to dive into, like, because sometimes, like, some people are like, oh, the first 1,000 was hard, and then yeah. it's like, the first 5,000 was hard, and then other people are like, oh, the first 10,000 was super easy. Yeah. So, it's different. First 10,000 so, was relatively so easy. So, first 10,000 for you really, was easy. But the second yeah. 10,000 was really tough. Yeah, <laughs> so, so why do you think it was tough then? Um, honestly, I just kind of thought that what I was doing was going to work with every single person and then Mm -hmm. got discouraged when it didn't work with every single person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I don't really know what to do differently. I I wasn't really coached on people saying no. I was coached on, you're going to sell this offer. It's the best offer around. Everyone's going to love it. You're going to sign a million clients. Mm -hmm. Cool. Awesome. I'm in. And then I think, again, the first like maybe 10 sales calls I got on, I think I signed like six, maybe seven, mm-hmm. but then the next 30 sales calls I got on, I think I signed maybe one client. Really? So it's just like, I have no idea what I'm doing mm-hmm. wrong, but what I'm doing is clearly not working. And like, I need to make money. I'm trying to go full time with this. Like, this is my job. This is my livelihood. What do I do differently? So it was tough. Um, you just honestly just got to stick it out. You just got to keep trying new things and whatever yeah. works, just stick with it. You know? Yeah. Cause yeah. you're like a year ahead of us. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so like in that, cause we just hit our first year. So we yep. had our ups and Congrats. downs and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how was like, I, I kind of, I'm curious how your first year went. Cause I think it'd be kind of cool to relate to us of like what we went through and like mm-hmm. kind of the dip. Do we want to see the highs, the lows? Like what were your lowest moments or your highest moments? Like, yeah. yeah. And it so can just be mindset and it doesn't have to be not based off of monetary. A lot yeah. of people like, like to hear that, but whatever yeah. you want to say. I would say that, um, so again, I started my business in like, call it September of 2020, went full-time in October of 2020. And then those first three months of October, November, December, I think I did make like roughly $10,000. And I was like, all right, like 3K a month, not terrible. I can live off of 3K a month. That's not that bad. Um, And so I went into the new year, into 2021 on this high note of like, I'm going to sign so many clients. Things are going to go great. I upped the prices of my program. And then in January, I signed four clients. I'm like, cool. I made eight grand this month. I'm, I'm good. I'm doing well. And then I think what had happened was I got, you know, super stuck in this headspace of like, I'm going to launch four quarterly programs a year and I'm going to sign 20 people to each one. The first one was a little bit of a flop. I got four people, but I was like, I made eight grand. That's not bad. Mm -hmm. And then honestly, I just didn't do the work. Took a lot of time off. I was snowboarding with my friends. I was doing everything to not work. And then when I launched my second program in April for the second quarter of the year, I signed one client and made two grand and was like, okay, that's, that's bad. That's not great. Yeah. Like I just yeah. made yeah. 8,000 in the first month and then 2000 in the fourth month of the year. Like I can't live off of that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when things kind of switched for me. I was in a really poor mindset, poor headspace at the time was really honestly worried about how much money I was going to be able to make. And like, if I was cut out for online coaching full time. Um, so I joined a new business program in May of 2021. Um, it was a five month program. I basically spent all of the money that I made from that first round. It was like, I think it was a 12 or $13,000 investment that I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to actually pay this off. The guys that are selling me this program are promising me that I'm going to 5X that investment in five months. I didn't 5X it, but I did come somewhat close. I think in the following five months, I made, I don't know, maybe 45K, 40K, something like that. So I made my investment back, which yeah. is really the only thing that I cared about. I was like, as long as I make 12000 or $13,000 back from this coaching program, I'll be happy. Yeah. Um, so you know, it has its ups and downs. There were good months. There's bad months. There's still good months and there's still bad months. You know, Mm -hmm. you're not going to make a hundred thousand dollars every single month forever, unless you decide to put in the work and that's just what you're going to do. And at the time, you know, a little over a year ago, I was not in that headspace of like, I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars a month. I was like, if I make five grand this month, I'd be happy with that. Right. (laughs) And now I'm in a obviously much different headspace and mindset with the entire thing of like, I, don't ever want to make less than $10,000 a month ever again for the rest of my life. Yeah. And that's just my absolute minimum standard moving forward. I will not make less than $10,000 a month forever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So I wanted to ask real quick and then we'll dive deeper into it. Do you think your girlfriend had something to do with that? I would say because so. Because that was in the beginning stages of y'all dating, right? Yeah. We started dating uh, like two months before we both started our business, we both started yeah, our own. Because I know she online. started one too, right? Yeah. yeah. So we, we both started our online coaching businesses right around September, October of 2020, right at the same time. We were like, let's try this. Let's yeah. see what happens. I mean, 
at the end of the day, if we do it for a year or two and we flop, it's two years of life. Like yeah. it's not the end of the world to spend two years doing something that we enjoy, trying our hand at something brand new and seeing what happens. And now we're just on yeah. the up and up. But yeah, I, I definitely owe a lot of my success and just constant work to her because yeah, of course. I see how hard she works. Yeah. It makes me want to work a lot harder. And like, yeah. I know that she's going to be incredibly successful. She's already very successful, but I, can't let her beat me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I got to yeah, win. Because she, because I think you told me yesterday she was surpassing you at the beginning, right? Yeah. Last like by year, a lot. last year she doubled my income for last yeah. year. So yeah. she made a lot more money than I did last year. And I was like, well, that's the last time that's yeah. going to happen. Like, <laughs> I just can't have that happen ever again. So, yeah. Yeah. so we're, um, we're pretty close this year. Um, I good. think, I think as of this month, I, I took the lead on her for okay. overall Here income for the year of 2022. Um, and I'm planning on having, you know, a very solid end of this year. So yeah. I'm going to beat her this year, but yeah. you know, next year's a new year. We'll see yeah. what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Any questions, Asher? No, I was going to let you ask. Um, no, I think, I think that's really cool. So like the first year for you, you kind of, I think this happens a lot. You start making money and you see like probably more money than, I mean, you were at JP Morgan, so you were making hundred K a year, yeah. but you were like, Oh wow, this is actually comfortable money. And then you feel, did you feel like you, it was just going to keep happening no matter what you did. And you're just like, Oh, I'm just gonna, I already did it once. I guess just, I, I can kind of take, you know, my, take some steps back, not, not push as yeah, hard and I'll make that again. I felt like I could take my foot off the gas a little when yeah. again, I made that first like 10 and then 20 grand. And I was like, Oh, I, I can, I can relax a little bit. Like, I can mm -hmm. easily make $10,000. It's not that hard. And then I went three months where I think in those three months I made like $3,000 and I was like, all right, that's, that's not sustainable. That's yeah. not a salary that I can comfortably live yeah. on by any yeah. means that barely covers my rent. I'm basically those three months, like, March, April, and May of 2021, I was in the red. I was not making enough money to survive. And so that's when the, fl the flip kind of switched. And I was like, all right, we got we to gotta do something else here. Yeah. got to change things up. That's how I was at the beginning of this year, actually. I had three months where it was just like red, red, red. Yeah. And I was just like, what am I doing? But I got like, min it was just like a mental thing. Cause it was like, I just didn't want to work. Like I was pushing so hard and it just like drained me. And so mm -hmm. I was like, I can't do this all yeah. the time. Like, and then I just, I just got over that hump too. Yeah. It was like, you were doing good. It was like, I was doing great. And then like Asher was like a mental hump. And then it like swapped in the beginning, like three months. It was just like red, red, red. And I was, had enough to cover <sighs> rent barely. And like my, like it was like bare minimum. And then I would still be red a little bit. Yeah. Like if I did anything extra or whatever. And I was like, oh man. I mean, luckily prior to that, I made enough money to be like, right. I, I'm like, I'm like, I could cover everything be fine. Yeah. But it's like when you do that three months in a month. row, it's like, it gets a little scary. Yeah. Cause you're like, <laughs> shit, yeah. like I can't have another red month. Cause then I'm like really screwed. It's like, if I keep doing this, all that's going to happen is my bank account's going to go down. I have to get another job to pay for my right. bills. So, which you don't um, want to do. No, dude. We don't I'm, have a second job right now. No, yeah. I can't. Because it would be so, like, demoralizing to just, like, have to go in a Like, imagine walking into a place with your resume. I and can't. Just I can't imagine that anymore. <laughs> I would I feel, like, humiliated. Like, I would just be like, wow, I really let my... Like, I really stopped working. Yeah. yeah. Really just failed once you at make this one thing job. that I'm trying my absolute hardest yeah. to really be in, fully in, and... I mean, it sucks when you fail. You're, you're going to fail. We're mm -hmm. all... We're going to continue to fail as we move forward, but, like... You fail, you learn, and then you try something else, and mm -hmm. you just keep pushing forward. That's and I all you can do. Yeah, and I really think that the only time you would like 
how to do that is like if you generally don't work hard or like yeah. actually just do what is necessary to make money because if you learn how to do it once you can do it repetitively yeah. it's like mm-hmm. i don't know and i find the times i have my red months is yeah i just i got mentally drained i was like yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna take a step back i can't do it I, I gotta take a break and then month went down on money and then it got me more stressed out and my mental space went down more and then next month i lost again and i just was like it's so, so it, it, it was weird because we were in this mental state where we were like, we need to do something not work because that's what stresses us out and yeah. it got us anxious. But it's like, no, what's going to get us less stressed out is if we actually do the work. Right. But when we and were both going through benefits. those, yeah. But when we were both going through those months, we were like, maybe we should like fucking go outside and do this and then go on a trip or do yeah, whatever yeah. instead of actually kind of reset. Yeah. And like, yeah. And sometimes it can be necessary for sure. Yeah. Like I, I firmly believe in burnout, but oh, I, I experienced burnout hard. Uh, yeah. In, I experienced in it too. August and September this year, like yeah. the last two months I burned myself out. I was burning the candle at both ends in May, June, and July. I was traveling like crazy. I had my bodybuilding show in May. Mm. Immediately after my bodybuilding show, the next nine weeks straight, I spent seven total days in Colorado. I was traveling all over the country. I was I going to that. I was going to weddings. I was visiting family. I was visiting yeah. friends, and I was also working myself dry. Yeah. Like my three biggest months that I've done in my online coaching business were in May, June, and July this year. And so I was like, all right, I'm setting myself up. I crushed it in July. That, that was a record setting month for me. I closed, I think I totaled 35K of new business signed and collected like 18.5 in wow. monthly income. So that was the biggest month I ever had. Yeah. I was like, I'm set. I'm going to take a little bit of time off in August. I'm going to yeah. give myself like two weeks to chill. Had no trips planned. Just like I'm in Colorado the whole month. I'm going to hang out. And then I got in just a really bad headspace. Yeah. Those two weeks turned into two months before I knew it. Yeah. August, mm-hmm. I signed one new client. September, I signed no new clients. And I was like, all right, I got I got to get back on it. I got to yeah. work again. And so October's been going pretty well. I've signed four new clients this month. I got some, some new sales calls coming up this week. And like, it's going to be a big month. I'm going to hopefully break my July record is what yeah. the goal is for this month. And we're on pace right now to do that. But uh yeah, it was, it's tough. And like, it, it happens, right? Like had such a successful first half of this year and then the summer was great. And then mm-hmm. I just flopped so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Happens to us all. No, it does. I mean, it really we moved does. here. Yeah. No, it, it cause it's it like, like two months where, man, I got, man, I was getting fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like, you want to, because I feel like we want to like get to a point where we can also have the capability to pull ourselves away from the business and still make that large money. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's like, when you're like constantly stretching your boundaries of how far you can go, like you just like, it just, is hard. It's like, it's just really, really challenging to keep stretching and keep going. Yeah. It's kind of like running a marathon, honestly. Like, it's just like you keep, but like, the you marathon make, just never ends. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just never ends. Like, you're, it's life. But it's like sometimes you just want to pull back, but mm. still get the same results. Um, and it can be very, very challenging for sure. And that's so. something that, I mean, we're all working towards that is getting to that point of being able to kind of pull back a little bit, not have to work as many hours, not have to work as hard and still reap the benefits and make mm-hmm. a ton of money. And not only that, change a lot of lives, help a lot of people. But at the end of the day, I mean, we've got to make enough money to survive. And like, yeah, of we're, course. we're building the infrastructures now to get to that point. But I feel like we're not quite there just yet, but we're yeah. right on the cusp of that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I feel that actually. I've been feeling kind of like 
like the past like month and I even told Ash, I'm like, dude, I just feel like there's just like something's about to just flip and it's just going to skyrocket. Yeah. Like yeah. something's going to happen. Like, I don't know what it's going it to be. Like, it's just like our business is just going to like skyrocket, take off because of all the compound interest and all the work we've yeah. put in for the past year. And, and you've been doing it for two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's soon it's just going to be like, boom, like just yeah. take off. And we just don't know what we're going to do. And like, then we, that's when we really will take it to the next level of like, Hiring, building out a team, running ads, right. having a full like system where, shoot, sales calls eventually. But Will's been like, saying, dude, he's like, dude, one day y'all are gonna wake up and be like, oh wait, there's eighty grand new, <laughs> just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, saying that a lot. We're we're getting close to that point, and I think that twenty twenty three is gonna absolutely be that year for mm-hmm. all three of us. I mean, having been doing this for a little over two years now, like I know what works and I know what doesn't. I know like what strategies to implement and actually move forward with and spend time on using those strategies. But I think 2023 is really going to be that year where things just three X to four X where we're currently at right now. And then Mm -hmm. even hopefully further past that. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I think protecting your mental state is very, very important. Oh, 100%. And like, I think that's, what's just going to provide like longevity and entrepreneurship is if you can actually like protect your mental state, because if you just, burn out, burn out, burn out, burn out and keep yeah. doing it. Like you'll make money. And then the times you don't make money, it's just going to cut. Like, it's just going to spread. Like you're not going to make any money. So it's like your income for the year is still going to be what your old job was because you can't actually stay consistent. And so yeah. it's very important to challenge your mind to get stronger every day. Like listening to podcasts, reading books, not, I mean, of course, obtaining new knowledge is really important, but also it's like exercising your brain of like actually like, having a good mental space to be able to collect new information and be able to like overcome any obstacles and have mental clarity throughout that process. Cause I think that's like where a lot of people fail, especially in the first year. Um, and shoot, I mean, we've, we've seen people like do coaching for three months and yeah. then they just totally drop off. Like they oh, can't, yeah. ha- they can't handle the pressure. They the can't time. handle. And they think it's like wonderful cause you just make all this money, but it's not true. Like the mental burden of, having your own business and running it online or doing whatever, it's not easy. No, it's, not it's easy absolutely not. And burnout is absolutely real. I mean, like mm-hmm. I just said, you know, I burned out hard this summer and then nothing really happened in August, September. Like I yeah. still had enough reoccurring revenue in August to make over 10 K. But then one of my goals was once I hit 10 K to not drop below it. And then last month in September, I dropped below it and had one of my worst months of the year. Like really, I think when all was said and done last month I made like six grand and like six grand really? is nothing to snuff my nose about like six no grand it's is a, still it's a good great. amount of money yeah. but like people will be like what you yeah six grand? but like for me that's that's not what I want to be that's not what I want to be mm-hmm. doing that's not where I want to be at like 10 grand is my absolute bare minimum moving forward and like yeah. that's just the standard that I'm setting for myself mm-hmm. and so when I had a month after having four massive months in a row mm-hmm. where I hit 6k I was like fuck, I gotta, I gotta step on it a bit harder. Mm-hmm. I gotta do something else. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's, it's like, I want to say it's cool hearing you say that, but I think it also puts in perception of like, it happens to everybody. It like does. everybody's going to achieve that. And I think a lot of times people like look at other people's like lives and shoot, I'm even a culprit. Like sometimes I look at other people and I'm like, man, I'm jealous. And it's like, I shouldn't be jealous because I don't know what's actually going behind right. the scenes and everything. Right. And like, uh, everybody has their own struggles. Um, and something that I definitely need to work on as well. It's just like focusing, like just put all that mental energy. You'd focus on somebody else and being jealous and just put it on yourself. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely go up and down. And so I think, I think a big piece of it too is, um, not comparing yourself with anyone else. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Like if you guys were to compare where you guys are with where I'm at, we might not be at the same exact spot, but I've been doing this for a year longer, right? And like, mm -hmm. if I'm comparing myself with where someone else is at, it's like, they could be doing this for five years, but I don't know that. I maybe, yeah. may, I thought exactly. they were maybe doing it for a year and like, they're making $90,000 a month. And I'm like, well, fuck, like, how do I get to that point, right? But yeah, they've yeah. been doing this for five, six, seven years. And it's like, okay, you can mm -hmm. never compare your day one to someone else's day 100 because you're just not at the same spot and you're yep. not gonna be at the same spot until you've put in the time, the effort, the work and everything yeah. that goes on behind the scenes. So. Yeah. I think that's a really important aspect that I really struggled with mightily my first couple of months. And even now, sometimes I, you know, catch myself slipping on it. I'm like, well, maybe if I just did this differently, like I would be making that much money. It's like, well, mm -hmm. that person's not only doing something differently, they've just been doing it 10 times longer than I've been doing yeah. it for. Yeah. So. No, it's, and that's so true. Cause I, I think we just, we've surrounded ourselves by people who do numbers that like people would be like, what? Like oh, one absolutely. month, like you just made 50 K. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually people like ridiculous. That are getting close to a million. Right. And we're over here. Like we're, <laughs> we're like touching six figures yeah. barely. Right. Yeah. It's like, I mean, we're not knowing people that are doing multiple seven figures, even closing in on eight figures. And it's like, okay, that's what I want. Yeah. But those people have been doing it for five, six, so seven you, years. You right? just it's feel just different. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, if you start comparing yourself to those people you surround her with and be like, why am I not doing it? And you let, get down in your mind. It's like, like that's, you got to protect that because they're just so much further ahead time-wise, how long they've been doing it. And also, honestly, when it comes to online is how long they've been on social media. Time is a big thing. Yeah. Because it really is. you could have somebody who's been on social media for five years and not post about coaching and then they do it this year. And then they just have had five years of warming up leads and people right, yeah, following them right. and true followers. And like, hey, I'm and open up coaching. They and they're like, personally, no way. Like, yeah. And yeah. they know you. They love your personality. And you're like, hey, I want to do this. And it's like, boom. I mean, that's and what happened with Zach, right? Like, yeah, Zach yeah. hasn't done any online coaching. And then he's in the last three three months, four months, right? He's, he's just <laughs> been going off. Like, I mean, he's yeah. got over 100,000 followers, but, like, he never did online coaching. And now that he's doing it, it's just, like, But he's boom, posted for instant, years. He's right. been on social media for a, for long, a long time. time. He's at, like, I remember following way back when I first started looking at his social media. Like, I yeah. knew who he was. And so, that's another factor, too, is time. And I think time really comes into play with like yeah. how much you make it really um, does because like i i talked to asher i'm like dude is it like is it that i'm doing something wrong or is it that i'm just like is it do i just need more time is yeah. that it and i firmly I mean, believe a lot that, of my things is just time yeah the mm -hmm. people that are very successful in online coaching in any type of entrepreneurship are the people that can stick it out yeah. and have more shitty days than they have good days and continue to stick it out and not fall off because they had a bad month or they had a bad six months or a bad year. Everyone has bad months and bad years. You just have to be able to take those bad years and continue to grind, continue to put your nose down and do the work in order to get through mm -hmm. that hump and to get to the successful part of your career. Mm -hmm. It's the guys that, and the girls that do this for three months or six months and they don't make a hundred thousand dollars and they're like, well, fuck this. I wasn't meant to do this. And then they quit those are the people that are never going to make it right. You yeah. got to stick it out. Like yeah. it's just, it's going to happen eventually. You just have to continue to do the work. I've like, talked to some online coaches at Alfland or whatever, mm -hmm. and they didn't make <laughs> one guy didn't make his first sale till like a year and a half after launching it. That's crazy. Like, but I love that. Yeah. I no, love that he wow. stuck it out. I was just like, I'm yeah. going to just keep, but doing now he's whatever. so successful. Yeah. Like, I'm talking like he's doing really well. Like, yeah. um, you know him. I, I don't want to. I know who. Yeah, I know you're talking. Or about. it was like it was like the first two years he made like zero dollars. That's, that's insane. Wild. So um, it's cool to see that. And I think 
Um, it's just a good reminder to one, surround yourself by people who are making hella more money than you. So, you know, <laughs> it's possible. Like it's actually like achievable. Um, and then also just like understand that you just need time and you need to learn how to like obtain more and like learn how to handle more mental toughness and just like entrepreneurship stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. Because when you surround yourself by people who are making more money than you, they've already gone through the mindset shifts that you're about to go through. Right. So you can always, you know, I'll coach you through those. Exactly. Things. Yeah. Because when me and Ian were going through shit or even Jason was going through shit, we always reached out to people in our group and asked them if they've gone through the same thing. Right. Yeah. Majority of the time they have. So they walk you through it. And it's, it's also very just, important. It's also good to hear like people who are successful, like especially like even just like listening to Jason, it's like really cool to hear like what he went through. Cause it's like, damn, I'm going through that now. Or like, that's yeah. what it's like. It's like, damn, like, like he actually made it through it. And he just kept going and now look where he's at. And it's like, oh, that's a good reminder. Like, like I'm not any different. I think people get a lot of doubt. Like, oh, like everybody else just got lucky and I'm just like stuck and I got the shit into the stick or yeah. I got like, now do some people struggle more than others? Whatever. Yeah. But I think it's just good to hear other people go through your same struggles. Cause like, there's like hope. They're like, oh, like, damn, I just have to stick it out. Like, that's mm -hmm. all I have to do. Yeah. And I can see the same success they are. So, yeah. And I think that alongside with that not only surrounding yourself with people that are making more money than you or potentially more sex successful than you is just finding the right business mentor finding the right business coach finding the right people that can help steer you in the right direction and help you get through what they've already been through right mm -hmm. i think that was part of the reason that i personally struggled in my first year of business is because i did not have the right business mentors i was not surrounding myself with the right people um yeah. and i just didn't have the right community of successful people around me to help guide me through those hardships and those struggles and those down months and that really poor mental state that I was in. Like yeah. when I switched that and decided to get myself into the right community and into the right space with the mm -hmm. right people, everything started to shift. And that's why yeah. this last year for me, you know, eight, nine months specifically has been like way better, not only from a monetary standpoint, but from a mental health standpoint, everything else. And like, I knew that during that two month lull that I just had in August, September, I was like, these are not great months. They're bad months, but I have the right team around me. I have the right people around me. And I know that even though I'm going through it right now, like I'm going to make it out on the other side and I'm still going to have this group of people around me to help mm -hmm. lift me up and get me right back on track. And that's exactly what's happening right now in the month yeah. of October. And like, that's just what you have to look for. You have to find those people that are going to help pull you mm -hmm. through the shit and get to the other side. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, I think that's going to, uh, Wrap yeah. it up. You guys yeah. have to head to the airport, right? Yeah. 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 Got to get out of Dang, here. Dang, we can talk for freaking so much longer. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's I still so much. Jason, we'll, we'll have to come out to Colorado. Yeah. And podcast come out to out Denver. There. We'll, we'll rip it out Do there. Do you have podcast equipment out there? No? I don't, but I'm probably in the next like two or three months going to invest yeah. in some stuff. So we'll have to, we'll figure have, to it have you guys out at some point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if y'all want to follow Jason, you can check the description. Give him a follow. Uh, Jason's in our mentorship group. I don't know if we yeah. said that but yeah. oh yeah um <laughs> he owns an uh, online coaching called the confidence core yeah right? confidence yeah, core, it's great yeah. um and yeah, so that's his company so if y'all want to go follow him it'll be in the description but that is episode 18 again we don't care if y'all like comment subscribe whatever just share this with someone who needs to hear it and you're trying to become successful with it's all we care about and we will catch y'all next week we yeah. also have Thank another you, special guest next week as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we've had to make we had to make some um, substitutions and everything, but. Uh, no, thank you for coming out. I, yeah, know you're, like, I appreciate you guys crunch. having me. Yeah, it's great it to cool. chop it up with you guys. and yeah. great seeing you guys as well yeah. this weekend. So go check him out. Freaking intelligent human being right here. Mm -hmm. And we'll motivate you to become better. So yeah. appreciate you all. Thank you so much. 
Peace.